census taker once tried to test me. I ate his liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. Everyone, episode 293 of the Throwdown Thursday podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Rayhope. You can call me Patsy the Angry Nerd. We are here in the Pat Cave of Magenta Manor, and we are brought to you by Deadly Grounds Coffee. Once you go deadly, you uh, most likely will not be going back. Uh, I am here, of course, not by myself, not alone. No, never alone. Uh, I'm here with my co-host on the show, my co-host in life. She is... The Baroness of Bordeaux, the Countess of Cabernet, the Mistress of Merlot, the Princess of Prosecco, the Queen Regent of Rosé, the Maleficent of Malbec. Ooh, oh, that's oh, a good one. Yeah, oh, I like that okay. one. The Vice Viceroy, yes, of Vignoles. I don't know what Viceroy is. I don't know what the the female Viceroy is fine. The Duchess of what's a wine the wine I'm drinking right now <laughs> drinkering uh, she is the real housewife of Transylvania the Michael Phelps of wine the queen of the monsters and an honorary Lizzie it's ashes of a nightmare I don't know about you Miss Kitty but I feel so much yummier I don't know what that is but that's about cats probably I haven't no. seen cats I'm not very jellical um, that's not no that's not cats <laughs> are you serious are you serious right now? Well, I know it's not from cats. <laughs> we have a cat. I've never seen cat. Well, no, that's a lie. I have seen cats, um, but I haven't seen the, the movie. Terrible CGI cats. Until they release the butthole cut, I refuse to. Um, also, I refuse to up until after they do that as well. Uh, I just refuse to see it. I have no interest whatsoever. But thank you. We are back. Uh, we are. Uh, we had to take some time off. Um, I uh, am recovering right now from a bout of COVID, which was not fun. And the thing that sucks is that you know, we take all these precautions. And we were outside with some folks and... Half of the folks we were out with all got it. I tested negative three times in four days. Started feeling really awful. So I had to stay home. I took a PCR test uh, from Walgreens, and they're like, yup, you got it. And I was like, well, that sucks. But somehow you managed not to. That's because I'm 99.9% .9 wine. That's true. Thanks to... Uh, like like I said with uh, when we were driving earlier today, thanks to denial, I'm immortal. <laughs> but no, I I ended up uh, I I had some bad symptoms last week. I had the fever. I never lost my sense of taste or smell. 
Although some of you who have seen my outfits may uh, question yeah, my sense of taste. You lost your sense of taste a long time ago, buddy. Although I'm very excited because today uh, my new shoes came. Donut I got, shoes! I got the Puma Limited Edition Dunkin' Donuts basketball shoes, and they're fucking amazing. Um, no, you can you can hear it in my voice a little bit. I still have a, a, some residual congestion. I lost my voice pretty much completely. Um, but every day I started feeling better. Like I slept a lot. Like that was the biggest thing was the fatigue, uh, the, the fever, the headache, uh, mostly due to congestion. Like it was really like, I've never been congested this much. And to prove it, what did I do more often that I've never done? Oh my God. You sneezed so much. I thought you were exploding. My my body was trying to get rid of all the gunk in my head by forcing me to sneeze like over and over and over. I probably sneezed in See, a two day span three hundred times. Wanting attention, you were in your room. You were all by yourself. I was watching confined movies. Confined to your room. I was playing video games. Uh, no well, contact the to first, the outside the world. The first few days. I didn't want to play anything. I just wanted to like watch stuff. And even then, like I would watch stuff for like half an hour. And it's like, I don't even want to do this. I just want to sleep. Because I was so tired and the fever was kicking my ass. Um, like the first day I wasn't feeling well was Wednesday. Uh, I felt fine every day up to that point. But Wednesday, really, I wasn't that great. And then overnight I had the fever. And like that's what really kicked my ass. But... After a couple of days, like every day I was feeling better. Every day I was getting better. I was making sure I took care. Like you were bringing me stuff that I needed. Uh, I never lost my appetite, so I was still eating. I drank a lot of tea. I drank a lot of Alka-Seltzer. Um, oh, what a relief it is. It was because it helped the congestion. Alka-Seltzer plus. I used like a million tissues to the point where I went through all of my tissues that I had and then you I You were using old shirts. I was using old shirts, new the cat. shirts, the cat, it didn't matter. Your pillow, your toothbrush, uh, when I really wanted to get a deep clean. Is that why there's a nice lingering flavor on my toothbrush? Yes. Mm. Yes. Um Crest COVID. <laughs> um, I thought it was Colgate. Cove Covegate. Uh but yeah, it was it was rough for uh, about 30 hours was for me, uh, but that's because I'm vaxxed and boosted, so, you know, the potential for this was um, very minimal. Like, it still kicked my ass for, again, about 30 hours or so, and, you know, even up to yesterday, like, I was back in the lab and, you know, just sitting around putting labels on things and weighing stuff out still made me very, very tired. Like, I was exhausted by the end of the day, and all I wanted to do was sleep. So that was, uh, that's the biggest thing to me was the congestion, uh, like just my head being absolutely jam-packed full of gunk, even more than it usually is, and uh, the fatigue. You got the gunk. I you know. got the power. Uptown gunk. <laughs> we got the gunk. Uh, but yeah, that that was uh, that kind of put a damper and and uh, kind of put a crimp on our uh, on our recording schedule. So we're like, you know what? Let's just wait. And I'm like, we're gonna ha we're gonna be talking about 
one of the worst films and the worst portrayals of a classic character today. And I w- that was just going to make me feel even worse. Um, <laughs> so this is going to be a this is going to be a an interesting episode. It's going to be a fun ride, kids. So buckle up. Because this is part of our buckle up, buckaroos. This is uh, part of our our Batman, Batman series, and today it's we're talking a- about Batman Forever. <sighs> so. Yeah, so you'll be treated to not only the trailer, which is absolutely ridiculous, but uh, also at some point you will hear a uh, kiss from Rose. Which from is probably the only good thing to come out from of From Seal, film. not from... Uh, I mean, I may sing it, but probably not. I'm, I'm tired. I'm so very tired. Um, but yeah, we, uh, we've been doing a lot of stuff. Like, I got my donut shoes. I got some shark sandals. Uh, I'm very excited about of, that. A lot, lot of shoes happening around these yeah, parts of, lately. A lot of uh, shoe-related uh, <laughs> purchases. Uh, you got me a really nice, because uh, I've been saying I want a cloak. I need a cloak. Um, and I have, I kind of have one that I wear during the fall, but I can't really wear it like nice places. I wear it around the house a lot. But you got me the really nice like Darth Vader cloak with the hood and the pockets, and it's super fancy, and I cannot wait to wear it out to like some place with my donut shoes. Of course you would. Of course you would. It's new. I have to wear it together. Why wouldn't I? Because they don't necessarily go together. They don't not go together. It's black and those are pink. Yeah, but there are two different vibes happening. Yeah, I'm the dark side, but also I dig donuts. Like, who doesn't (laughs) like donuts? I support the Empire, but also... Coffee shoes. What do you think? What do you think they serve in the the Death Star cafeteria? Like they have coffee and don't. Guarantee you, they have coffee and donuts. But they probably call them something wild, like Chazwazers. You know, like (laughs) I don't know what they would call them. Chazwazers. Yeah, because it's Star Wars. Chazwazers and Slurpee Doos. Like Slurpee Doos. Oh, speaking of speaking of drinks. Speaking of Slurpee dudes, uh, we uh, we we stopped because today was a particularly trying day at the lab, so we stopped on the way home because Ashes wanted some wine. And you ever have one of those days where you feel like Faye Dunaway as Joan Crawford and Mommy Dearest? You just want to yell out, "Don't fuck with me, fellas!" It was one of those days. Well, I went immediately to the cider section because. Down East, which you've heard us talk about quite a bit because they have a lot of really awesome flavors, released their Blue Slushy. So it's essentially, I almost called it a Hush Puppy again. Slush Puppy. Hush Puppy is different. Hush Puppy, either the shoes or, or the little a, a cornbread nice, A nice guy. little cornbread delight. Yeah. Um, neither of those are the Some flavor of this. Seafood. Yeah, it's no. like, oh, this tastes like shoe. <laughs> Corny shoe. <laughs> oh, shoe corn. Yes. A shoonicorn. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's what we did. I mean, the 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 I spent a lot of time watching movies, rewatching. Some you painted movies. sharks. I did. I if uh, folks haven't seen, I should post it in the group. I didn't do that uh, because I was sick. Ashes brought me home a little uh, a wooden shark from Target and a little Activity paint kit. Paint kit, yeah. And I remembered that I had another shark that I had started to like draw on with like my sharpies. And I was like, this is going to take forever. So I started doing it, and I was like, this is taking forever. And I stopped. Uh, <laughs> that was a, that was and a great And I put story. it aside. 
So I painted the two sharks and I made one of them a pride shark because looking at the pride flag with the, the triangles at the bottom, mm-hmm. the, the it goes, I believe, white, pink, blue, brown, black. Uh, the, the triangle at the bottom kind of looks like a shark coming up out of the water. You know what? It does. So I painted that it on does. the lower jaw and the, the, the top half of the shark, uh, the uh, rainbow. And I thought it looked really cool. It didn't come out great because I'm not a professional artist, and these aren't professional it art. It looks fantastic. It looks it looks fantastic. But what I was gonna say is, it doesn't matter because I like it, and I'm happy with how it came out. I liked it, and that's all that matters. Uh, I did post it, and some other folks really liked it as well. Um, but I just I thought it looked cool, and I was happy with the other shark. I did most of him dark blue, uh, with a little light blue on the lower jaw you know and I got a little too um, little too over eager and kind of painted over a lot of the stuff with the uh, with other colors and I didn't wait for it to set and so like some of the colors mixed together and it looked not the way I wanted it to but whatever you know my first try again I'm not a professional artist I'm not uh, you know I'm not a great painter like Leonardo DiCaprio or or anybody like that, or Raphael the Ninja Turtle, Michelangelo, any of those guys. But uh, I don't know. I like the way it came out. So, you know, and I had fun doing it, so I might get more and do more of them. You know, and take what I learned as I was messing things up and make those into into some newer ones and, and take those lessons that I learned and, you know, hopefully improve the next time I paint some of these uh, some of these little sharks. Or anything else. So, what about you, Ashes? What have you been up to? Uh, working a lot. Yeah, you have working, been working a, lot, a lot, like too much. Yes. Like way too much. Like nobody should work this much. No, 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 nobody. Uh, unless like, not like unless the good unless kind you're of actually getting paid hourly, then work as much as you want. But if not your like salary, work, yeah, like yeah, no, kind. not like work. Have a girl. Uh, no, no, and, and obviously I've been um, laying low, uh, kind of, sort of, kind of quarantining a little bit myself, you know, just pretty much going to work and coming home, uh, just in case, you know, I didn't want to, didn't want to risk, you know, getting anybody else sick. If, yeah, we if were going to go see movies last week, and we stopped. And stuff like that, yeah, so, but you know, yeah, it's uh hasn't been a... Hasn't been much fun, you know. Just although we did, we working, did go, we did go working. see a couple movies. We saw uh, well, Crimes before of the all Future. this, yeah, Crimes of the Ooh, that is. Uh, we will be talking about that. So yeah. the uh, the new Cronenberg film, uh, some really interesting characters. One in particular, mm. uh, it's very uh, the chair, kind of a cerebral film. Um, but it was really, it was really good. So if you, if you. Haven't had the opportunity to go see it, and you want to, or, or even if you're kind of on the fence, do it. Go see it. I definitely think it's worth, you know, it's worth a watch in the in the theater just to kind of get like a get that like submersive, not submersive, immersive, immersive uh, feeling of the of the world that was created. But it's it's very it's very interesting, and the. Uh, story and the philosophy 
uh, behind the story and stuff. It's it's really cool. It's it's very intriguing. It's very interesting. Uh, definitely, uh, a lot of conversations could be had involving that film and what that film was about and and stuff. So. Um, and then, you know, we saw Bob's Burgers again, because why not? Because we're going to be talking about that. We're going to be talking about that soon. But, but yeah, so not not a whole hell of a lot going on. Uh, not 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 Stranger fun. Things. I would say not, not a lot of fun stuff worth really wasting your time talking about. Yeah, uh, I've already done enough of a that. A lot of boring, just life things you have to do because you're a grown up you know because patsy had covid and couldn't do stuff i was doing stuff so i did what i could which wasn't much no but like you couldn't go to the store you couldn't got up and walked over you know to the bathroom and i was like whoo i'm winded i'm done with that so so anyways yeah it's uh just a lot of a lot of boring life stuff you know when you're younger being an adult seems so magical and so can't wait till I'm an adult fantastic. and can do anything I want. It's like, ooh, and no. like you know, it, it just you're looking at it with fresh eyes, and everything looks great. And then you become an adult, and it's like, wow, I have to work for a living. I have to make money. Capitalism is a thing. Food Taxes, just doesn't show up in the house, right? Like you know, it just is all of these things. You know, I have to go to grocery shopping. I have to deal with really just terrible people on a daily Obnoxious basis doing things. Like you know, it's just it's not as it's not as great. You have to as, deal with other people. Yeah, which that's why there's wine. Yes. So uh, we do have a getting into character question for today. Believe it or not. Oh, I totally forgot about that. We should probably get into character. <laughs> yeah, we should probably get in. into character. Uh, so you actually came up with this question, uh, which is, what is your favorite Batman logo? Because they have reimagined the logo numerous times over the past, well, almost... Oh, over 80 years. Since yeah, I was saying like almost century, you know. Uh, we're 20 years out, really, from, from the uh, yeah, you just, they centennial. Just the, the, 80th, the 80th anniversary was this year, or 82nd anniversary was this year, yeah. So just under 20 years until Batman's 100, which will come out uh, when I turn, how the hell old am I going to be? 59. Yeah, 18 years. So I'll be just shy of 60. Then there's probably going to be another 30 different logo variations. Now, I do want to say that a lot of these logo variations happened so that Batman could have different types of batarangs as well. Or at least that's my theory. Well, yeah. I mean, sometimes they did it... Because um, some of these things are for, not aerodynamic. Well, right. Well, sometimes they did it specifically for the films, too. Mm-hmm. You know, the, yeah, this... not just the comic books, but to... to Aid in the uh, merchandising and whatnot for well, the make, films to coming make out. Them look different, like merchandising. You know, if you look at Michael Keaton's bat symbol, it has a Batman way too many the points. Flamethrower. Kids love it. Um, there's way too many points on it. Um, I always liked Adam West's. You know, just very simple. Uh, Batman logo with like the huge uh, outer edges on the wings. Um, but I also like, you know, some of the newer ones like the Arkham design. I like that one. Um, 
I think you know, it's hard to pick. It all depends on, you know, because much in the same way we have a lot of, uh, you know, people have their favorite Batman portrayals. Like Batman the Animated Series. Like, that's a nice, you know, simple-looking one. Um, I kind of like Robert Pattinson's take on it with the with the gun being used as the logo itself. Um, the only ones I really didn't like, you know, other than the Michael Keaton one, uh, were the ones with the face on it. Like, it was fine as, like, the logo for the TV show. But it'd be like if Batman was wearing Batman pajamas. Like it's just it's weird. I don't like the face on it. Obviously, I don't. I don't think he ever wore that on his costume. But uh, again, it's fine as like the comic book header or like the the header for the TV show. But otherwise, um, I don't like the I don't like the face. But, um, but yeah, that's what I think. How about you? Uh, so piggybacking off of what you said, um, I like the face. And one of my favorites is actually the 1940 uh, version of the logo when it first came out. When he had the smaller ears as opposed to the longer pointed ears in 1973. Right. So it resembled a man in a cape. And unlike the armored Batman that we see today, uh once upon a time, you know, kind of on par with the campy Adam West version of Batman, Batman was really a man in a bodysuit with a cape. Yeah, just like a lycra, lycra suit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, very, uh, very roomy. Um, but yeah, and... and, and not very roomy. Well, uh, well, not roomy, but... Um, very revealing. Very, um, uh, like it moves with you. Like very, Flowing. very sure. Like a second skin. <laughs> sure. Feels but, like uh, I'm wearing nothing at all. <laughs> nothing, nothing at, at all. all. Ooh, stupid, sexy Batman. <laughs> um, and then I also really liked the 1965 like updated logo from the 60s comic book run that resembles a bat in flight as opposed to a costume man. Yeah, with the that's the one I was talking about with the. Um, the curved like that's when you start to kind of get like the circular almost like uh the the batman logo can sometimes fit in a circle or an oval yeah especially like the uh the one from uh the 90s uh the 93 which almost looks like a a, a hood ornament um because it's very thin around the edges um almost looks like a honda logo or a hyundai like it's really weird i i didn't care for that one either um, and as far as like cinematic universe Batman logo goes, I actually really do like the 89 version. It's got too many spikes for me. Uh, see, I kind of like it though. Like it's, it's more on par with what we're used to seeing as far as the Batman logo today, just like generic Batman logo. One of the things I like to see is I want to see the Batman logo match the bat signal. And it doesn't always happen. But I like, so I kind of liked, you know, Ben Affleck's version where it's kind of like thicker with like smaller points on the bottom. Um, I didn't mind that. I did not like the Batman and Robin logo with like the the Robin thing on top of the Batman. I didn't like that at all. But that's me. Are there any that you just despise? 
the Batman 5 Superman logo. You didn't like that it, one? It's very girthy. Oh, it's yeah. ve- like it's very. It looks like the Batman logo needs to like go on Weight Watchers or something. Well, Affleck I mean, you was know, also like much uh, thicker, massive. Yeah, he had more mass. I mean, yeah, girl was thick. Okay, yeah, like she was. She so was thick. It matched his. But like no, physique. and I, I I get that. Like I I I understand that. I just think that. Some of the sleeker, pointier ones maybe perhaps look a little bit better, a little bit chicer than this just blob of a, I guess this is a bat. It could be a bat or it could be a pelican. You never know. It's like, like, a, it's like one of, of those like bulldozer. ink blot tests. You it know? looks like the like, front of a bulldozer, like the, the, the scoop of a bulldozer with um, some points on the middle of it. I also didn't love uh so it's from 2007 the Superman and Batman versus Alien and the Predator comic. Oh, I enjoyed that one. That design? I just think it's too simplistic. Yeah, that one is way too so instead of like the wing and then like the extra point and then the fifth point that comes all the way down like the tail, it was missing the two middle points. So it was just the wing that came down into one point. In the middle. So if the bottoms of the wings are one point each, it would go from there into that deep V of the, the tail. Yeah, that one to me, I don't know. It just, it just, there's not enough. Like for some of them, there's a little too much happening. But in this instance, there's not enough happening. And I just think it's kind of boring. No, I get it. I like, I, I like, I like a little zhuzh, a little pizzazz in my Batman logo. I, again, like the ones that look like they could be used as projectile weapons. So the girthy one. Well, more like um, 2003 Batman Dead End, uh, Gotham Knights, um, even the the Arkham games, a little more pointy. I don't know. But those are the ones that I liked. Uh, And those are the ones that you liked. So you we want to know. Yeah, we want to know what, what you, liked. you like. So let us know which ones you liked, which ones you didn't care for, and uh, you know, hit us up on the social media, the Facebook group, or at ThrowdownThursdayPodcast at gmail dot com. So we're gonna take a quick break, and when we come back, we are gonna discuss <sighs> Batman Forever. <laughs> Shark Bites, Shark Bites Podcast, it's the greatest show in history, from the Dorkening Network, hosted by a nerd who's named Patsy. From movie reviews to tips on surviving the coronavirus, Shark Bites has it all. Follow us on Facebook and suggest topics at sharkbitespod at gmail.com. Available on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Hey, this is Andre Gower from the Monster Squad and Wolfman's Got Nards, a documentary, and you are listening to Throwdown Thursday. Riddle me this, riddle me that. Who's afraid of the big black bat? In an uncertain world, in a chaotic time, justice wears a mask.
defense was good. His was better. Love is a game. What is it about the wrong kind of man? It's the car, right? Chicks love the car. Power is a machine. Now you've devised a way to read men's minds. By the way, I've seen your mind freak. And revenge Woo! is a trap. You're a genius. We learned Two-Face to make a pretty lethal combination. <laughs> Train me. Let me be your partner. Who's your tailor? But first, let's meet our contestants. Going down. If the back wants to play, we'll play. <laughs> <laughs> Was that over the top? Don't work too late. You forgot the part where you kissed the girl. And we are back. That, of course, was the trailer for 1995's Batman Forever. Um, and this this movie exists, and you can find it on uh, HBO Max if you don't own it uh, on physical media. Um, where to start with this one? So, Ugh. I was talking to one of my coworkers about this film the other day, and... They had the utter audacity to say, well, it's camp. It's campy. And I was like, I know camp. I love camp. I think camp is fantastic. There is a fine line between camp and just bad. This film does not only straddle that line, it reverse cowgirls on it. This movie, uh, one of the first things that they really wanted to do was they introduced all kinds of new, bright, colorful things. They changed the design of the Batmobile. This was mainly to sell McDonald's Happy Meals. Well, exactly. Uh, this film was kind of a train wreck before it even started filming. So it was supposed to be another Burton film. He dropped out. Uh, Keaton was supposed to be Batman again. He dropped out uh, because of the of the script. Schumacher, when he was brought on, wanted it to kind of be uh, kind of like a darker take or what have you. Um and then, like, the, I think Warner Brothers, yeah, Warner Brothers, was like, no, no, merchandising. We want to sell shit to the MTV generation. Make it fun. So he tried to make it on par with the Adam West Batman, but there was something off about it from the get-go. it wasn't get -go. Adam West, and it was overly 
heavy with some of the some of the references and innuendo. The uh, well, I mean, the writing was just bad. I mean, it opens with a oh, McDonald's it was joke. Bad. Shall I get you something to eat, sir? I'll get drive-through. It's like, oh god, like. Like that, they had to have thrown that in specifically for McDonald's because, again, this movie and the next movie was all about the Happy Meal toys. Cups, the mugs that they came out with. Yep. With like the, they were supposed to look kind of like a like the frosted mugs with the chiseled in. It was supposed to look like ice or something like that. Like the. Uh, no, the... that was the the next one. Because that was the one with Mr. Didn't Freeze. They, yeah, but didn't they come out? No, but I meant like it was but supposed, they to, had it was like supposed to look like glass. Oh yeah, I was gonna say it was supposed to look like the glass was etched out of ice, holding your your your. No, not these ones. Beverage. These ones they did because they had like the the handles of the mugs were like, you know, the Riddler question mark and this the next ones with Mr. Freeze had the were supposed to look like they were ice because. That was all ice puns throughout I don't, the entire Okay, film. yeah. So I don't remember. I was like 10 and too busy getting like bruises on my ankles for my skip it. So I never had a skip it. Uh, I was 14 when this came out and I still didn't care for it. Uh, this was right at the height of Jim Carrey's popularity. <laughs> and I know you do not care for Jim Carrey. Whoever said that Jim Carrey was a good idea. Just in general, whoever said, hey, that guy has talent, sucks. You've never... So much. Yeah, I, that I was, hate. In hate, Living Color. In Living Color was so funny. Jim Carrey. He is not funny. He is not funny. I and disagree. he's the same, like throughout the 90s, the same character, Ace Ventura, uh, The Mask, whatever his character name was in that. I don't know. I didn't see Stanley it, but I still Ipkiss. know. I still know the, the, the everyone going around saying, somebody stop me. Shamokin. Like, th- and that, that's pretty much the character that he played as the Riddler in this film. Mr. Edward Nigma. He Fuck was, me. He was. Fuck me. He was um, the characters that Jim Carrey played were very over the top, ridiculous caricatures. But that's what was popular at the time. I mean, Wayne's Obnoxious. World. Wayne's World. Yeah, but like Wayne's World is just that's a that's a completely that's different. That's different. You're taking uh, existing actors from existing properties from late night. Yeah, but they weren't sketch like comedy shows. But they were. That was funny. That was funny. Jim Carrey's not. No, Jim Carrey's funny. Like his but Michael no, Bolton impression. Not. Oh my god. But he's not. Yeah. Well, I am correct. Anyways. No. So he was this, the first guy to make twenty million dollars in a movie. This film had a lot of potential. No, it didn't. Just, just hear me out. This film had a lot of potential. Okay, big budget. Rick Baker, uh, Tommy Lee Jones, Nicole Kidman. I mean, fuck Val Kilmer. It had a lot of potential, and it, it. it it it, it 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 had a lot of potential, <laughs> and then it didn't. The biggest issue was 
Joel Schumacher lost creative control of the project and was basically told what to do, how to do it, and, you know, even the characters were... No, but, but here's the thing. I got, Because apparently there's a Schumacher cut, which is completely different from what we see. There's like a cut that's like three hours. So kind of like how, you know, we wanted the Snyder cut of Justice League and all of that stuff. Uh, there's a Schumacher cut, which is which, you know, tells a tells a different story. So obviously this stuff is taken from that, but it was it was edited differently and abbreviated. And uh, I mean, this is apparently guy- like it was a lot darker. Well, yeah, I mean, these are these are dark characters, the Riddler and, like, but getting Jim Carrey to be over the top and ridiculous, getting Tommy Lee Jones to be over the top and ridiculous. But, I mean, this is a guy who directed St. Elmo's Fire, The Lost Boys, Flatliners, Falling Down, The Client. Like, that was the last thing he did was The Client, which, again, had Tommy Lee Jones in it. Uh, and then he did A Time to Kill, like... Okay, but here's the thing. He did Batman forever and then went on to do Batman and Robin. If he was that disgruntled, if he hated it that much, if he was so, you know, put off of the the, the fact that his... uh, If you have contractual obligations you have to fulfill, then you have contractual obligations you have to fulfill. Okay. Because he did, in between, he did A Time to Kill. He did The uh, End is the Beginning is the End video for Smashing Pumpkins. Then he did Batman and Robin. Then two years later was 8mm. Then he did Bad Company, Phone Booth, uh, The Phantom of the Opera with Emmy Rossum. Mm. Uh, he did The Number 23 with Jim Carrey, Blood mm. Creek. I mean, it's not like he was bad. He directed some episodes of House of Cards. Like, take these two things out of it. Like, Joel Schumacher has a pretty solid uh, resume. The problem is what he was forced to put on screen was not what he wanted. He actually issued apologies after these movies came out because this was so far out of what he wanted to do. And it sucked that... Because I feel bad for everybody. Like, they reduced Nicole Kidman, who is a quality actor, to, you know, this, you know, cat in heat... That's essentially what she was. I love Batman. No, I love Bruce Wayne. No, I love Batman. No, I love Bruce Wayne. Are you trying to get under my cape? It's the car. Chicks dig the car. And she's like, you know, using the bat signal as a booty call. She is a psychologist. She is a doctor. Dr. Chase Meridian. Like, girl, act like you're fucking educated. Seriously. The fact that she couldn't be anything other than this damsel in distress, like, that was just, that was terrible. It was terrible. No, she wasn't a damsel in distress. She was a damsel in heat. Because all she ever wanted to do was she tried to fuck Batman the entire movie. That's all she cared about doing. It was, And I read somewhere that, uh, so, they were supposed to be, there was kind of a, a whole lineup of characters in talks of of being brought into this film and one of those characters who we actually see in the next film was poison ivy and he wanted nicole kidman to be poison ivy see and again they they played it over the top and they took these characters and they made like frank gorshin watched jim carrey's riddler and was like dude really 
uh, what they did to Bane, turning him from well, that, Batman's that's, intellectual. I'm gonna say that's next. That, I that's know, but next time. That's but what for I'm saying, next. like, this is what he what he was forced to deal with, like. Well, I mean, this were, is what we want these characters to be. I mean, there were talks of uh, before all of this, you know, bringing Catwoman back, and obviously Michelle Pfeiffer would have reprised that role, uh, introducing Scarecrow. And I think those would have been good dark characters, especially. I would have loved to see what Tim Burton could do with Scarecrow. Are you fucking kidding me? Like, that basically would have been Jack Skellington. So, Schumacher claims he originally had in mind an adaptation of Frank Miller's Batman Year One, and Keaton claimed that he was enthusiastic about the idea. Warner Brothers rejected the idea as they wanted a sequel, not a prequel, though Schumacher was able to include very brief events in Bruce Wayne's childhood with some events of the comic The Dark Knight Returns. Akiva Goldsman, who worked with Schumacher... Marcy! <laughs> Yeah, on um, the client uh, was brought in to rewrite the script, so rewrite Schumacher's script, deleting the initial idea of bringing in the Scarecrow as a villain with the Riddler and the return of Catwoman. Which I could I could see, but like, you know who I thought. So hold on, uh, just so. Tim Burton, who was now more interested in directing Ed Wood, later reflected he was taken aback by some of the focus group meetings for Batman Forever, a title he hated. Producer Peter McGregor Scott represented the studio's aim in making a film for the MTV generation with full merchandising appeal. So that's what they were doing. They were trying to create these off-the-wall cartoonish characters that were supposed to be appealing to people. They wanted to sell toys. They wanted to, you know, have have those toys in Happy Meals. They wanted T-shirts. They wanted collectibles. They wanted, you know, the, the poster art and whatnot. They wanted to sell shit. They didn't want to make a decent film. No, they didn't. They care just at all. wanted to make money. And what makes money? Big action sequences that cost a lot of money. And and you know, the, the, here's the thing though with this film, like. <sighs> It could have been good. It could have been really good. I love camp. The colors, the outrageousness of the characters. Like, I was kind of here for it. Two-Faced, I thought the design, you know, very on par with the comic book and the cartoon version that we're used to. Uh, I, I loved it. I thought they could have pushed it even further. But when you think about it, it was the writing and the storytelling that really lacked. Yeah, um... It was like the visuals were okay, but like some of the shit that happens in and this movie, like Batman's driving away from I, I forget, like police or two faces, got two faces guys driving away. They're all driving cars from the fucking thirties and forties. Like I don't know what's going on there. And he fires a grappling hook, and the Batmobile drives straight up the side of a building. Cut to the next scene. How the fuck did he get down? But see, here's the thing. Like, I'm o- I'm okay with stuff like I'm that. I'm not. I'm okay. You suspension of disbelief. No, you can suspend your like, disbelief, no, 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 but no. he has I'm to get o- down. I'm okay with that. What I'm talking about is the writing, the terrible writing. And, you know, I feel bad for Val Kilmer, of all people, because I feel like he signed on and approached the role in a very um, serious manner. He was serious about it from the beginning. 
I think when he re- once he realized it was just kind of a, a a farce, and that Schumacher had completely lost creative tr- control of of his project, and that he was just a uh, a, a minion for for w- Warner Brothers, um, that I mean, this is why he didn't do the second film. This is two <laughs> years after Tombstone. He's doing this, and then he was in Heat. Right after, and then he was in the Island of Doctor Moreau, and then he was in the Ghost in the Darkness. Then he was in the Saint. All right, so this is kind of like his downturn. But, well, but here's the thing: like there was a point where I believe it was like two weeks on set where he didn't speak a word to Schumacher. And it there was a lot of animosity. There was a lot of animosity on set, and I feel bad for Val Kilmer because. Uh, as far as Batman concern is concerned, he was a he was a he was an okay he was a mediocre Batman. He was a phenomenal Bruce Wayne. He was a very convincing Bruce Wayne, and he had the potential to be a great Bruce Wayne. But uh, the the that writing he didn't even the have the writing. smoothest pickup line. No, Jim Carrey had the smoothest pickup line. Oh, and you are Chase Meridian. And what a grand pursuit you must be. For 1995, that shit's smooth. Let me buy you a Zima. God, I'm going to need another glass of wine after that one. Let me buy you a Zima. Terrible, terrible. But but here's the thing. I, I In comparison to some of the other Batman portrayals, um, <coughs> excuse me, I, I don't think it was... He was a decent first way. It was a. It was okay. It was. It was. Oh, it was okay. I honestly think that with the right script, if the film had gone in a different direction, if everything was, really was complete, you sound like Joss Whedon right now. I was perfect, okay, but wait, if no, everything no, 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 else no. changed, I, I don't sound like Joss Whedon because I didn't create this. No. If I had created it, it would have been perfect. No, he, uh, he, I think he could have, he could have pulled it off. And I think there are certain scenes where you can tell he's trying and other scenes where he's just like, I don't care. I don't think he did any of the fight choreography because like even the fight scenes, like that's a million percent like a guy with a different body type. But what happened was that suit was so heavy. That suit was so heavy filming the scenes for that initial fight scene. Val Kilmer lost five pounds. Yeah. Filming just that one scene because that suit was so heavy. So I think it was a lot. I think it was the physical toll that was being taken on his own, you know, on his physique. And, you know, being Batman, you try to stay, uh, you try to achieve a certain physique and you try to stay that way. So, you know, being in this suit that's very restrictive and heavy trying to maneuver i mean batman's typically pretty graceful for the most part i mean like i said you know the other guy that they got to to do the action scenes uh the fight scenes you could tell there was a whole different fluidity of movement uh there was a difference in uh in uh body type like you could just tell like it and they did the 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 classic nine thousand different cuts to show a, a a single punch being thrown, 
But the fight scenes were actually not terrible, but you could just 100% tell that it wasn't him. Like, at least with the Keaton version of Batman, anytime he had a fight scene, um, if it was just, like, stuff with his arms, like, it was it was Keaton. But, you know, they kept it... Um, his movements showing that his suit was quite restrictive because he couldn't turn his head. Um, similarly to if you watch uh, the hallway scene from Rogue One where Vader's coming down the hallway, uh, he doesn't have big, flowy, flashy movements. They're making sure that he stays within the restrictions of the suit um, because Vader doesn't have much range of motion, but he makes the most of what he has. That's how they did it with... I know these movies came out decades apart, but that's how they did it with Keaton's Batman. But with Kilmer, like, they had the same stiff, rigid suit, but when it came time for the action scenes, he flowed like water. Like, even in the trailer and in the 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 music video they made for Kiss from a Rose... Batman comes in and does this very acrobatic, spinny, flippy twirl. And it's like, there's no way that that's the same suit that Val Kilmer's been wearing. Like, it's not even close. Um, and then to add Chris O'Donnell, you know, they talked about this in the... Because uh, I never thought about it, but they talked about it in the... Batman Forever pitch meeting. It's like, oh, he's an orphan now, so his parents adopt him. How old is he? Oh, he's in his 20s. Batman adopts a fully grown adult male. So I think it's because Dick Grayson's Batman... supposed to be like 12. Yeah, but like I think it's because he feels, uh, he feels partially responsible and also... You can't adopt an adult man. Well... So this is a this is a person <laughs> who heavily relied on his family on a daily basis, you know, like he that that was, he was, he was part of the, you know, they were they were part of a family act, you know, it was and all of a sudden he doesn't have a family anymore. And Bruce Wayne can empathize with that. Right. But it's 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 a it's an empathy thing, really. It's it's, you know, but you can't adopt an adult man. No, you can't. Well, but, okay, not legally. And Dick legally. Grayson's no, supposed not, to be 12. Okay, but not legally. No, you can't legally adopt an adult man because it, that's not necessary. You don't need to get the but government involved. But they treat him like fine. he's 12 years old. Well, but I don't think he's in his 20, though. I think, I think he's like 18 or 19. He's still young. He's still impressionable. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna look this up because I'm curious as to how old. But I but I understand I understand why you know Bruce Wayne would want to do something like that, because in the moment that that happened, he saw you know regardless of how old you know uh, Robin he was 25 when this movie came out. The actor, right? The actor, not the character. He was pretty old. 20, 30 year olds play teenagers. You've yeah, seen Grease. I've seen Stranger Things. You know, like, uh, it, it, it happens. But I think he's, I think he's just barely an adult. Right, but the, and, I'm just talking the logistics of it. Okay, but you're dwelling too on this. I, I, he, he felt no, something no, no, for forget, this person. For, forget all that. Forget how old he is. Doesn't matter how old he is. So he could say he's, 
He's 12. He's just very tall for his age. <laughs> Why is it that Bruce Wayne would step in and like, oh, your family's dead. You can come live in my house, my creepy house all alone with me and my old because man Because he's projecting. Right, because but like, he's that's being still the, weird. He collects because, orphans. No, but he, he's wishing that, you know, he's trying to be the person that he wishes One more and I'll have had. the Orphinity Gauntlet. You shut up, Orphinity Gauntlet. <laughs> I'm going to snap my fingers and make half the parents go away. I think he was projecting. He was trying to be the person that he wished had come to his rescue when he was orphaned. You mean like someone with billions of dollars like he had? Well, yeah. Well, Alfred taught me I'm everything. Trying to, I'm trying to make a point. He's a butler. I'm He's poor. To make, will you? Okay, <laughs> COVID Soros, shut up. I just want to... Uh, I'm trying to make a point, and I'm trying to make a very good point. I know, but you're wasting it on this movie. <laughs> but that's what we're talking about today. I know, but this movie doesn't deserve you to make good points about it. How about this point? What's Batman's security like when Robin goes down the super happy fun slide and ends up in the, in the, the, the bat cave? A bunch of computers turn on and go, intruder, and then all of Batman's, like files boot up and all of the cases containing the bat suits open up and it's like intruder. please steal all of this look at all of this shit please take whatever you like intruder like that's the worst security i've ever seen how does he not like shoot down the the tube and like into a trap so he can at least be held until he says like a specific code word like you know batman is great or clark sucks or something like that you know uh, instead, he has free reign to just walk around and like, oh, there's a car here. Oh, there's a bat cycle. Ooh, it's also a boat. Like, that's the other thing. Oh, I can flip from the trapezes. I'm going to be awesome at driving a boat 200 miles an hour. Maybe he is. Holy rusted metal, <laughs> Batman. No. No, no, no. Burt Ward could get away with that because it was 1964. You can't get away with saying it like Burt Ward. See, Burt Ward was a grown man who looked like he was 16, even out of the, the Robin outfit, which I don't know who came up with that, but that's a terrible outfit. It didn't even have pants. Here, wear this shirt. Long sleeves and gloves. Also, this speedo and these elf shoes. <laughs> like, it's like, I want you to look like Ro uh, Robin Hood just got up and r ran out of the house because his his chimney caught fire and he forgot his pants. Like, it doesn't make sense. But that's for a different different discussion. But no, like like you were saying, like there's Bruce sees something in this kid uh, and wants to help him. I get it. That's the philanthropic side. It's, you know, him trying to provide for people because that's who he is, because he grew up without that support system outside of Alfred. And he didn't appreciate who Alfred was until he was far too, far too old. Um, but... <sighs> This movie, 
I remember seeing this as a kid and going, wow, this is over the top and dumb. We were watching this. We watched this like a month and a half ago. And I turned to you and I was like, I am in physical pain watching this. It is the dialogue is so cringe inducing. The the acting is fine given the subject matter. Given the script, you know, like Teddy Roosevelt said, do what you can with what you have where you are. And that's what they do. They do their best with what they're given and you know, deliver it in the manner that the characters would give, even though it's dialogue wildly uh, inappropriate for characters like Batman to say something like, it's the car, right? Chicks dig the car. Like, who says that? Not Batman. Maybe Tony Stark. Not even as Iron Man, as Tony Stark before he's Iron Man. Like, and probably not even that guy says that. But the fact that Schumacher had to make two of these, you know, might be the biggest crime of all. And he's dead now. So these two movies killed him. I'm I'm convinced <laughs> of that. He made all these amazing films, these classic, like, like you talk about how, you know, you don't like Jim Carrey as an actor, but you haven't seen the number 23, and he is a phenomenal dramatic actor. Um, he is so good in that. He is so dark. He is so scary. It reminded me a lot of how uh, Robin Williams, in his darker, more serious roles, was terrifying. One-hour photo? Right. And that's not even, like, his best work. Insomnia is way darker. His his stint on Law & Order SVU, way darker. But, like, he did he did all these amazing films. Again, The Lost Boys. Like, one of the, the, the top 10 80s movies of that decade. One of the top 10 80s movies. <laughs> I should have said one of the top movies of that decade. But I have... If you had COVID brain fog when you got your vaccine, actual COVID brain fog is worse. Ash's last night says, can you plug in my computer? And I said, yep. So I brought it in here into the studio, and I plugged in her charger, and I had the computer. I put it down, and in one hand, I'm holding the end uh, that plugs into the computer. In the other hand, I'm holding my phone, trying to figure out why they don't go together for a solid minute. One of these things it's is like, not like the other. Why can't I charge my phone with this laptop adapter? Right, because this is a laptop adapter. And it's like... And that's a phone. Yeah. Now, in my defense, my laptop and my Chromebook both have the USB-C, which would charge my phone. But this one has, like, a little rounded pin, and it's not going to charge my phone. It's only going to charge her Chromebook. That's it. Nothing else. So, yeah, that was uh, that was a problem. Um, but, yeah, I, I feel bad for you know, the actors, because these are actors, like, everybody around this time was making solid films, you know, The Fugitive, Tommy Lee Jones, um, 
you know, Nicole Kidman was in that uh, Fire and Away movie, and I'm sure she did some other stuff around 1995. I just don't know off the top of my head. You know, Val Kilmer was two years removed from Tombstone, which might be his best role. Like, that movie is fucking phenomenal. Like, even Schumacher, had, you know, I listed you, you know, his accomplishments around this time. It's, it's unfortunate that this is, but this is what happens when instead of listening to people who know what they're doing, studios will interject themselves and say, well, this is what we want. We want something that will, um, that will, uh, appeal to merchandising opportunities. And it's like, that's great, but nobody's going to want the shit if the movie is terrible and nobody wanted the shit because the movie was terrible. You know what the worst part is? I never learned to read. Well, that. Uh, so not only is Jim Carrey in this, but fucking U2 is on the soundtrack. Yeah, you do not like U2. I hate Bono. I hate Jim Carrey. I hate Bono. If I ever saw Bono, I would probably kick him in the balls. Probably not. Philanthropic poser. Sir Bono? D I don't care if he's a sir. Isn't he Canadian? I don't, I don't know. know. You can still be a sir if you're Canadian, can't you? Like uh, you can be uh, a knight if you're Canadian. Sure, why I not? I think they're called Mounties. No, they're not. But you can be knighted by the queen. I want to be knighted. I want to be red. Fucking you too. Call me Sir Patsy, the angry nerd. Sir, the angry nerd. I'd rule. <laughs> not not just Sir Angry Nerd. Sir the Angry Nerd. Sir the Angry Nerd. The Angry Sir the. Nerd. The Angry Sir. <laughs> so <clears throat> I think this is a pretty good spot to uh, kind of wrap up this discussion. Uh, I know we didn't really delve into the characters as much as we normally do, but I felt I needed to kind of defend Joel Schumacher because people just assume that since he was the director, he had full creative control. And I can assure you, based on the history of the other films that he has uh, directed, no, he did not. The same with the actors portraying these various characters. They did not have full control. I mean, they did the best they could, again, with what they had, but what they had wasn't very good. Uh you know, so it was basically like, here you are, your polished turd. Uh, good luck. So we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we have uh, an unfortunate battle for you. And uh, we're going to wrap things up and give you a preview of what's coming up. So we'll be right back. Hey, what's going on? I'm Steven. And I'm Ron. And we're the hosts of the Super Retro Throwback Reviews Audio Podcast. If you like to hear the latest pop culture news with some smart-ass commentary as well as the latest movie reviews, then check us out. Also, we're a multi-award-nominated podcast, so we're doing something right. God knows how that happened. So check us out on all major podcasts and distributors, and check out Super Retro Throwback Reviews on all social media platforms. Greetings! We are the Retro Reductopus Cephala Podcast, the bi-weekly show that celebrates all the things that made growing up awesome. He's right. We wax philosophic about lots of geeky crap like old video games and movies, toys, cartoons, I don't know, help me out here. Music. Pants. 
quoting video games that don't have dialogues. Shabibans. Tasty news. Unnecessarily long Japanese onomatopoeia. Butt breathers. Uncomfortable nature facts. Or how to install a samoplange. And unlike all those other podcasts, we at Retroidocubus have an exciting rotating host schedule. Do we? We sure do. So, if you didn't like the guy flapping his gums this week, like me, worry not, gentle listener. Next week, we'll have a whole new host. Of problems. Hey, they might still suck, but they'll suck differently. And you know what's really cool? Retroid Octopus is part of the Dorkening and Inebriar Podcast Networks, with new episodes every Tentacle Tuesday. Which is like every other Tuesday. We named it. Anyways, you can listen to us at iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, or any podcast player cool enough to carry the only show that celebrates all things that make growing up awesome. That was, of course, the aforementioned kiss from a rose from Seal. But uh, as promised, we have a new battle for you. And when we have a new battle... (gasps) We have to play the battle theme! I was hitting the play button like six times. <laughs> trying to make it through this. Uh, so today we are throwing down, is it cold in here or is it just my bat suit? The battle of the nipple-clad caped crusaders of the Schumacher era. Which actor was the most charismatic Bruce Wayne and the best bat in black during the arguably least loved era of the Batman cinematic universe. Yeah. You could obviously choose from Val Kilmer from 1995's Batman Forever 
or George Clooney from 1997's Batman and Robin. So I asked you to take this note because I was afraid I would forget it, but I didn't. Um, this reminds me of the tagline of the uh, the first Alien versus Predator film: "Whoever wins, we lose." Uh, because that's how I feel about this. Uh, whoever wins, we lose. Because um, I think <coughs> Clooney at the time, um, you know, very charismatic guy, um, enjoys basketball, um, but uh, <laughs> not Batman. I'm sorry. We've discussed this many, many times. There is a specific duality that if you were going to play this character, you have to at least be passable in one of the two roles. And he's a mediocre Bruce Wayne and the worst Batman. Um, and Val Kilmer, he's a mediocre Bruce Wayne and the worst Batman. So, I mean, that's pretty much summing it up for me. Um but that's that's neither here nor there. Um, so, for uh, I'm gonna opt for the physical challenge uh, on that on that uh, on that uh, battle. Um, but uh, what do we got coming up? We have uh, we have a, a newer uh, a newer entry coming up. Uh, something that's fairly uh, fairly still fresh in the uh, cultural zeitgeist, as it were. Uh, do you want to tell the folks what that is? What are we going to be talking about next week? Duh. Oh, his name is Bob Berger. Yeah, his name is Bob Berger. Um, we're going to be discussing um, the the uh, the way that the folks in the Bob's Burgers TV show that we have covered on this show uh, in the past, how they adapted to the big screen and... Uh, some of the callbacks and some of the uh, stuff we might see in the future from these folks. So we're pretty excited about that. Um, next week we will have some science and wine for you as well. Because mm-hmm. um, you did just buy a bunch of wine and we did just buy a bunch of ciders as well. Uh, I'm interested to try the down east. Not not ciders. Well, that's what I'm saying. We bought the, We bought ciders, but I'm also interested to try the down east vodka and sodas. I don't think we bought any ciders, though. Well, I I don't know if the, the sl- I don't think the sl- I don't I don't think cider. slushy is cider. I think it has at least one apple in it, one apple per can. I believe otherwise they have to go to jail. Um, but we'll we'll figure it out. Do not pass go. No. Do not collect two hundred dollars. Uh, well, I'd like to collect two hundred dollars. Um, but yeah, we'll uh we'll be discussing. Yeah, that suck. Yeah, we'll be discussing that, and uh, as well as. You know some other random things that'll probably happen to us between now and then. But uh, Ash, you got anything else you want to talk about before we uh, go? Mm. That's a really difficult question. Well, we're closing in on our uh, six-year anniversary, as well as uh, our three hundredth episode. Three hundred. So we're gonna do something special to kind of commemorate both of those together probably on episode 300 and see if we can get some uh some fun guests on maybe we could talk about 300 uh, maybe maybe this that's what we do is throwdown thursday um i did confirm i we just haven't nailed down a time but i did confirm uh, a guest for the show 
Excuse me? Oh, I told you about this. I gave this person uh, our card the other day. Uh, someone who signed a bunch of stuff for us. Oh. This will be, as far as I know, our first, this is the only tease you're getting, our first Academy Award winner. Like, literal, this person has an Oscar in their home because they won it for <laughs> outstanding achievement in the field of excellence in film. As opposed to the Academy Award that we have that we stole. It was a different Academy. It was the <laughs> Police Academy Award. And not like the actual Police Academy. The Police Academy with Steve Gutenberg. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a uh, we got we got us a, a goody. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it was for Lava Lanchula. Yes, two lava, two Lanchula. That was a sequel. <laughs> uh, I would love to get Steve Gutenberg on this show. Do you know how rad that would be? Who don't you want to get on the show? Uh, I can think of lots of people. Most of them are politicians. Well, and well yeah, a but lot that, of them. But that wouldn't fit into our. We wouldn't have them on the show anyways. They're portraying a character. so on that note we're gonna uh wrap things up uh we've wasted enough of your time talking about batman forever now we're just rambling but we missed you guys and we're back hopefully pinky promise we're gonna try to be here next week we should be here next week we're gonna start doing some weekend episodes to kind of Gonna, we're going to do some stuff to make sure that uh, you are blessed with our voices on a weekly basis because once again. if you miss us, we certainly miss you. We certainly miss true. doing this. This is a lot of fun for us. So until then, we, we will see you next Thursday. Thursday.